Welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont from DuPont Wealth Solutions. As a practicing advisor and attorney, Greg teaches pre-retirees how to reduce debt and taxes and save with less risk so they have more spendable income and plan their way to a better life. Join us for this journey where Greg draws on years of experience and guest experts to help listeners achieve more spendable income for retirement. Hello and welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont of DuPont Wealth Solutions. Greg, it is so good to be back with you again. Eric, it's wonderful to be with you again. And uh, we're going to try to recover from our last uh, conversation, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. And you had a guest on that was Kirk. And remind the audience of Kirk's last name and, and what he does. Kirk Chisholm. Kirk is a, a friend of mine, obviously. And uh, uh, he is uh, part of the longest running uh, uh, money-based podcast uh, on on the, the internet world, right? Yeah. Uh, called Money Tree Investing. Uh, and uh, he's a, a specialist in alternative investments and those kind of things, but he's got his ear to the conversations that many, many uh, informed investors are, are having. And he shared with us, you know, the picture of what many experts are saying is the road ahead. And, uh, it was pretty bleak, wasn't it? Eric? <laughs> it wasn't the fun podcast, <laughs> but it was incredibly informative. I mean, obviously that guy knows what he's talking about. You know what you're talking about. And when you get two brains together like that to, to speak through this, even though, it, yes, you're right, it's bleak. I know that you've got some you know, thoughts on on that podcast and what can be done. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Kirk and I have uh, have crossed paths over the years, and uh, and he was one of the people that I was with when I came up with my uh, my march to a million uh, in, uh, incentive and my intention uh, to try to positively impact a million lives. Uh, and when I shared that with him, he immediately said, hey, "That's a great idea. I'm going to go for two million." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, in his intention, as he was talking uh, in our last conversation and, and mine as well and talking today is uh, you know, we are headed towards some stormy seas. Yes. And we're going to get through them. We've got through them before, but people need to be prepared, you know, mm -hmm. as Kirk so wonderfully set forth, you know, that you know, we're heading back into the 70s again. Uh, and he said he, he doesn't want disco back. My wife is looking for bell bottoms back. So I'm not sure she'd love it. If disco came back, what about your wife? I don't know about the bell bottoms, but I'm curious about the shoes with the fish inside. Like, you know, there you go. The, the big <laughs> shoes. You, I don't know how long the fish lasts. I don't want to torture them, but just to watch them swim as I sit here, I mean, you know, at my That's desk. Right. Well, it's, it'll be the little things that we, as we go forward that yeah. uh, we find joy in like terrariums under our feet. <laughs> There's an analogy there somewhere about having a terrarium under your feet, but uh, we, we'll go there. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's funny because there were so many pieces of the 70s that he referred to and and, and going back to that, uh, speaking about gold, and then you guys got into, um, you know, cryptocurrency, which is fascinating to me and also very scary, right? Because of seeing what Luna did, uh, you know, over the period of what, two days, lost 97% of its value or whatever. I'm not in it just personally, because it, it does make me nervous. And I, I think he put it, it's a speculation, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's subject to manipulation and, and, yeah. and it's only something to be playing with, with money that you're not relying upon. Yeah. Yeah. So what else, what are the takeaways can we really talk about from that last podcast? So to kind of, I'll highlight, but it's the low lights, right? You know, <laughs> essentially when, when, when talking about the market, 
uh, in markets uh, from all assets that Kirk went through everything from bonds to real estate to cryptocurrency. He went through the whole gamut. The the broad takeaway from that for listeners that you know don't feel like they want to go back and listen to that um, is that there are pockets that may be productive, mm-hmm. but very few pockets, and it's not the time to be playing by the old rules. It, it's time That's to be looking, at, as he said, it's a new paradigm. Uh, and, and there was one thing that he didn't really have the time to, to drill down in uh, that, that I want to talk about here today is part of that paradigm shift. Uh, and it is human capital. Because, you know, as Kirk pointed out, so many places with traditional capital the investments that we have, those are going to be struggling for the next several years. Mm-hmm. But where we are right now, it's time for renewed view of ourselves and the human capital that we provide. Because as Kirk pointed out, cash at a loss of maybe 8% a year with inflation is one of the things that he pointed out as being one of the safer investments. Yeah. When you compare that with human capital, you compare mm-hmm. that with uh, raising uh, of, of wages, finally catching up somewhat, you know, it, that's part of the inflationary spiral. That's a problem. But you recall when we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, when I was talking about uh, the impression that the book Life Force had on me the, about all of the things that are coming on with the development of new medicines and longevity and all that. And do you recall one of the takeaways I share with you about how that's going to change people's view of work going forward? Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm assuming you're speaking about when we thought we would be done, right? I mean, it was like everybody had a line in the sand, 65 hour retire. That's it. I, I think part of that was finding more joy in what you do so that you can work longer with joy and, and, and be happy about it because that may be something, because if we're living 35 to 40 years longer, then in retirement, the standard of, you know, having 20 years worth of money saved up or, you know, to, to draw off of that, that goes out the window. You've, you've yeah. got to work longer. You've got to be thinking about working longer, even though nobody likes the idea necessarily, but maybe that paradigm of, of doing what you love and enjoy, then it doesn't feel as much like work. Am I about yeah. on the on yeah, point? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where, where I was heading with that. Yeah. You know, the, the, once we grab the concept that we're not going to die mm-hmm. as early as we thought we were, and let, you know, obviously if you fall out of a plane, right. Or something, something stupid <laughs> comes around her, but if we are going to live longer, you know, in every uh, great era of change and strife, there are opportunities. So right now, where is the opportunity? As we look for the next few years, where is the opportunity? And the opportunity may not lie in traditional investments. Mm-hmm. Where it lies is with yourself in human capital, because there's a competitive marketplace. You can get jobs. Yes. You can get decent jobs because employers like myself are struggling to find good people to work for us. Mm-hmm. And in, employers like myself you know, that, that offer opportunities for people to be engaged 
uh, and to have that second career, uh, one that personally I find very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. uh, that this is what people need to be thinking about, you know, because as Kirk was talking about, we're just trying to make sure that people are aligned for the lifeboat, get on the lifeboat. If, if you are burning yourself at the core, trying to get to a finish line of retirement in two, three years, you're likely looking at an, uh, the comparison that you're retiring in 1975. Yeah. Uh, and what did that lead to in 76, 77, 78? Uh, and what would that do to your long-term viability, especially if you added on, you know, another 10, 15 years because of medicine? Yeah. So th that's interesting. And for those that are in their careers, right. And, and I don't want to just separate it by age, but maybe 40 and above that have been in a, in a career, maybe even 35 and above that are in an, an established career when you're at 50, 55, knowing, okay, I may have to work a few more years that you're probably at a pretty good salary, right? You're in a career that is paying you well because you've established yourself. But what about the younger generation, Craig? Because that's what we hear a lot about is that, and I don't want to just term it millennials, but people in their, in their twenties, a lot of them are complaining about the jobs that are out there, the wages that are out there. They're just starting. And to, to hear that they're going to have to rely on themselves. There's a lot of kind of uproar about corporations not not caring about their employees, which we've seen a downturn in that because you know pensions have gone away and they don't necessarily want somebody around for 35 to 40 years. They a lot of layoffs, so on and so forth. How do we get them to understand that it's really up to them kind of pull themselves up by their bootstraps without sounding condescending or without empathy for for the situation they're in, not being able to buy a home and the things that we've talked about on this podcast before. So when you when you expand your your timeline of how long you're going to be working, uh, then you, you start looking at it as a series of, of events. Uh, you know, it's, it's not like our parents. Yeah. Uh, you know, or maybe it happened before your parents and my parents, you know, as the whole idea of, uh, of employment with one place fractured many years ago, you kind of think about it. If you look at the evolution of us as employees and wage earners, it's in the 1800s, right? We were all agrarians other than a few merchants on the street. Mm -hmm. And we worked until we died. Uh, and then we had the industrial revolution where we worked until we were beaten up and spit out by the man uh, and died soon and soon thereafter. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's just been a, a slow evolution of what it is like to be an adult, you know? And so if we talk about, you know, the, the younger, I, I talked to my daughter, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's going to be 20 this summer. I think I got that right. Gonna be 20 this summer and she's studying to be a teacher. And I, and I contrast her with my younger sister who is a teacher who she's three years, my younger. Uh, and so she spent her whole lifetime in a school system as a teacher uh, and looking for that finish line of retirement. And everybody knows teachers, everyone knows how much of a grind that can be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to interfere with my daughter's choice right now. I think it's a great choice for her, Yeah, but I don't think that that's going to be a 40 year career kind of choice because hmm. we got so much change on the horizon. 
and and the, the you know people that are in their you know first decades of work it's time for people to look at it differently this is chapter one what's chapter two gonna look like and when we take it back to people that are more in their later years of working and now they're looking at this 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 future on the horizon that says wow this is this could be a struggle for me if i retire now Mm -hmm. well maybe the answer is not retiring now but taking a sabbatical now take a little time catch your breath and then come back in because as we talked about before in this podcast there are so many economic and demographic and sociological changes on the horizon let alone with health that a mature experienced workforce is going to be able to find jobs that they want that they will enjoy Mm -hmm. because the market has to respond because they can't find enough people to do the jobs yeah so there's going to be this evolution of the workplace and that really is you know i believe going to be the the beneficial change that we see coming out of this repeat of the 70s that there's going to be a, a whole new look at the way it is to earn a living and to live as an adult are you having conversations right now based on this the last podcast the information that you have are you having these conversations actively right now with your clients as far as hey let's take a look at the plan and here's what we're you know facing or could be facing over the next couple of years and how do you how do you see those conversations going so a couple of things uh first of all when we're having you know with my clients kirk is much more of a market-based advisor i am more of a safe money advisor and that's why he and i are kind of a team that way but when he said that cash that's just losing money or because of inflation is maybe your best solution well for my clients that's and where we have the annuities in place where we know that they're not going to lose value Mm -hmm. Uh, but the younger people as we're starting to have the the conversation and the journey towards what the future is going to be we're absolutely having this conversation uh, because they are struggling to live their life and 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 wasn't that an eye-opener when Kirk was talking about the effect of the increase of interest rate on a mortgage payment? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so you look at the, at, the, at the people that want to buy houses going forward that couldn't get in while we had the gold rush because of student loans. It's, it, it all is fitting together that this means that we've got to take a step back look at a longer view because when we have that longer view, then we don't need to accumulate as much for retirement. Mm-hmm. It's farther down the road. We've got more time value of money. We have that longer view. We don't have to be quite as concerned that this job is a piece of crap and I don't want to be here. I'm going to go find something else. It may not be the right job, the next one, but I'm going to find something else because I know I can uh, and so that's what's going to be key to people surviving this transition period, this paradigm shift that we are going to be in as an economy for the next, I think it's going to be a decade. Yeah. And I, I don't remember if it was you that I was speaking with and, and it could, could have been, but I've had so many conversations about longevity in, in general with uh, friends and, and family, but I, 
somebody had said, and, and I have not looked up the stat, but if you look at the last 30 years, how much life has been added to us, right? In this, just this last 30 years, I can't remember what the exact stat is, but it was something to the effect of within the next 20 years, they're going to expand the lifespan by at least five to seven years. And beyond that, maybe even 10 within the next 10 years, you're talking 120 years old. And I just, because of the technology and because of, you know, better things, but yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know if I want to last that long, man. I'll just be honest. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and, and not wanting to, you know, first of all, that presupposes I'm not, I'm not physically healthy. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's nobody, nobody wants to be old and decrepit for 75 years. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But take me out back old yeller, if that's what's going to be like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you start thinking about the, the, the duration, the, you know, what they're finding is there's really no uh, biological reason why, why aging can't be reversed long story mm -hmm. made short. Mm -hmm. And so now when you start thinking about a lifetime that is going to be a hundred years, why pack all of my work years in the 25 or 30 even let's enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And the more that we enjoy life, the more productive we can be, the more we don't say, I don't want to live that long. We just say, wow, I can't wait to see what it's going to be like in another 50 years when I could be on the enterprise. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a paradigm shift uh, yeah. that we, we have, uh, you know, as Kirk was talking about the seventies and, uh, you know, the analog with uh, the internet and, and Bitcoin and all that stuff. Well, there, there's also the analog with the, with the internet uh, in Silicon, right. And, mm -hmm. the, and, and uh, the pace of change, the pace of knowledge growth, and now how it's bled through into medicine, as we talked about in the, in the prior episode, that some real cool things on the horizon, but we got some tough times to get through between now and then. And that's why Kirk and I teamed up on these two episodes to, you know, let people know what is possible on the horizon. We're not saying it is going to happen, but mm -hmm. Um, that better to be prepared for the worst, expect the best. Uh, and hopefully um, we've done a little bit of part of our joint parts uh, of trying to impact as many people as we can through these two presentations. Yeah. And I, I want to ask you one more question. I know we're getting low on time and it's totally an opinion question, but when you're talking about a paradigm shift, don't you think it's, it's going to really be on corporations to also have a paradigm shift about hiring people above 60 years old? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, they, they are going to be faced with no option, but to do that, mm -hmm. there's just, there's just not enough workers. Yeah. And there's only so much, there's only so much offshoring they can do. Yeah. And I, I think that that's what has been the most heartbreaking thing in the last 15 to 20 years with some of my parents, friends, uh, my dad's always been able to get a job. He, he's, he's got, plenty coming in. So he just gets it as a hobby. You know, he'll work at Walmart for three months or, you know, <laughs> go do something else for a few months. But those that are really needing it, maybe needing a full-time job, they were almost unhirable. And I'm, I'm hoping that corporations look at this and see longevity and see how much wisdom, you know, people over 60 have to offer and can really help a business out. Because, you know, you know I'll, I'll add to that because again, as, as you start looking at things a little differently, changing mm -hmm. your perspective on it, you know, what was one of the things that, that caused the um, companies to, to terminate older people? Well, they got to the higher point of their pay scale 
and there is cost cutting right Mm -hmm. and if you now are looking broader and you're looking at comparing a retirement that's going to be overly stressed because you have lost that versus maybe taking a job that's a little lesser than you were having before yes maybe more more contribution based uh, more something that's going to serve their soul uh, than to serve the corporate overlords you know, this is part of the societal paradigm shift that we're all going through. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, any closing thoughts before we wrap up today's podcast? We talked about a lot of stress, a lot of dark stuff uh, over the course of these last two episodes, but let's never lose sight of the fact that there really is a, a bright future on the horizon. We just have to get there. Uh, and uh, the the pace of change, uh, you know, if you think about what's happened just in the last decade in terms of advancements, the, the future is going to be very bright. But we got growing pains to go through here. Uh, and yeah. uh, we'll see where that takes us. But overall, just hang in there, be well, and things will work out. All right, Greg, I, I, I lied. I said I only had one more question. I got one more. Um, this podcast, last podcast, very informative. If people want to continue this discussion with you, can they reach you somehow? I mean, I know that you've got contact information. How should they reach out? Yeah, and so reach out to me, uh, email me at uh, greg at dupontwealth.com. That's G-R-E-G at dupontwealth.com. Or you give us a holler at 614-408-0004. All right, Greg, thank you so much for your time today. This has been enjoyable and informative as usual. Thank you, Eric. You bet. And our last thank you, of course, goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Greg comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really, really easy to share these podcasts with family and friends, and we'd love for you to do that, and it creates a great discussion. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at DuPont Wealth Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DuPont Wealth Solutions. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.